Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to another person you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is support from helping parents heal. Now, I had the honor and privilege of attending the first Helping Parents Heal conference a few weeks ago in Phoenix, and it was amazing. And all these wonderful guests we have on the screen have I got to meet in person. So let me, I will uh, say their names quickly, and then we'll, we'll go through each one. Um, first, we have Elizabeth Boissant, Irene Vuvalidis, Tracy, Susie, Jason Dorham, Christine Silver, Brian and Ty Smith, and Dawn Richards. That's who we have here today, and they're all wonderful, wonderful leaders in this amazing organization, Helping Parents Heal. Elizabeth, why don't we start with you? You are one of the co-founders. Please give a little history of Helping Parents Heal. Thank you, Caroline. I love being here with you. And your, your show is always so uplifting. And it was wonderful to have you at the conference. And I want to first start out by saying that that conference wouldn't have been possible without Irene, who is our, our conference chair, and Jason Durham, who is the person who handled all of the technological aspects of the conference. And I feel so grateful to, to both of them. Um, we also had so much help from all of our affiliate leaders as well as lots of other incredible volunteers and um, at the conference we we were able to add many more affiliate leaders that are going to be coming online these are just a small portion of the affiliate leaders that exist already but let me just quick say that helping parents heal is different from other bereavement groups so people call this a bereavement group because we are parents who have a child who's transitioned, but uh, we, we believe in a connection with our children. We believe that um, connecting with them um, is possible, that healing is possible, and that we can move forward and experience joy again. And it's very important. Uh, this is a part of our mission statement, and it's a part of um, the journey that all of us are traveling as parents. And Everyone who's involved in helping parents heal, they're completely on a volunteer basis, and they are all uh, shining light parents as well. Shining light as opposed to bereaved, which is uh, something that came about thanks to you, not ever wanting to use the word bereaved. And um, anyway, I, I truly appreciate you inviting all of us here today. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then so I started this show. I launched this show oh, three years ago, almost to the day. Um, and one of my first guests was Anne Pierre, who wrote the book Stephen Lives, which is a book that she actually channeled from her son, 
on the other side, Stephen. Stephen let her know after she was, you know, able to hear him, and it took a while to hear him because she was in such grief. But I, I, when she first told me, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Elizabeth, but when she first told me about helping parents heal, I was interested, but not too interested because of that word bereave because I've never ever 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 looked at myself as a bereaved parent and I told you that in the very first conversation so when she told me I was like okay nice yeah don't know if it's for me because of that so um but it is it's totally I mean it's totally no <laughs> I I just want to mention that we uh, voted as a board just recently we're changing that tagline from a safe place for bereaved parents and their families to sharing the journey from bereaved to shining light parent. And that's going to be our tagline from now on. And I believe that that's much more representative of who we are. Okay, now I'm glad you, I had an idea on that. Now I'm just I'm sharing it with you guys now, and you guys can talk about it with the board. Now my idea was take the old tagline and put like a line through bereave and have shining light parents. So still have the bereave with a line through it. And so it what what was it before? It was um, and I should have a postcard. It was, it was a safe place for bereaved. Parents. parents and their families. And I, I think that's a beautiful idea so to just cross out bereaved and put shining, shining light. light I guess after can... that, that's an idea. Now, I thought about that, and uh, uh, but it's 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 an idea because they can see because people when they see shining light parents, they're gonna say what is what the heck is that? But if you have bereaved and it's crossed out, then they can they can understand. It, it, it'll kind of make sense to them. So that's an idea. Just throwing that out. Good idea. Good idea. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. Okay. <laughs> now, Irene, like Elizabeth said, the conference, the first conference was, was so amazing. And a lot of that fell on your shoulders. Can you please share? Sure. Um, it was my vision after attending a couple of afterlife conferences that um, I spent most of my time with other parents who had children on the other side. So I thought, well, why not? Why not have an entire conference with just us? How incredible would that be? And I approached Elizabeth and the board about it, and they were a little uh, wary of it. <laughs> Elizabeth said, are you sure you want to do this? And I thought, well, how hard could it be? <laughs> uh, and it, it, was, it was a great, great process, and we had so much help. And um, if it wasn't for Jason, Elizabeth and I could never have uh, done what was done for the conference. But everything worked out perfectly. It really did. And even in the planning process, I mean, I truly believe that our children were with us every step of the way, as proven by all the amazing stories from the conference, and also... And you know, just all the great stories that the parents are telling us and just the synchronicities. So yes. we're busy working now on the next one for 2020 and maybe we can do it annually. Um, after doing the first one, we re really needed some time. And plus speakers have their um, calendars a full year out. So Charleston 2020, here we come. 
awesome, awesome. And I, I'm gonna another thing I'm gonna throw at the board. Uh, how, how about Poconos 21 <laughs> or 22? I'll take 21, 22. But I, I really think the Poconos is a great central location for the Northeast. And I understand we we got started in Arizona, but we really the Northeast is such a a, a huge populate so populated and the Poconos is so central in the whole northeast quadrant quarter of the country yeah well uh, we're probably thinking about west coast maybe california for the next one and then okay then i'll take 21 i mean like 22 i'll take 22 Okay. <laughs> okay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Throwing it out there. See what sticks. You throw it to the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. Oh, uh, you really, uh, all of you, everyone here, everyone on the call. It was such an amazing conference. I mean, I never wanted it to end. I never wanted to come home. <laughs> Just that it was so wonderful. And it was so wonderful meeting all of you in person. Okay, Tracy, now I know you and Elizabeth did get, I'm not Tracy, I'm sorry. Irene, you and Elizabeth did share your story before. So I wanna go to Tracy next. And Tracy, if you can come in and introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit of your journey with your your um, child that's on the other side. Sure, um, I'm Tracy and I am one of the four affiliate leaders of the online group. Um, we're Facebook Helping Parents Heal online group. And um, my son, Eamon, transitioned when he was 29 years old and asleep from neurological sleep apnea. And I started my spiritual journey, which led me to Suzanne Giesman. Um, And I had, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that Eamon would come through. Um, I went to a seminar with Suzanne. She unexpectedly brought me up to the front of the class, brought Eamon through, gave me evidence that Eamon was still right here with us. And in the message, Eamon told her that the reason for this purpose was he was there to try and help me because I was having such a hard time. And he said to Suzanne that he wanted me to lead a parents group to help other parents. And of course, I said this was at only about five months. And of course, I said, there's no way I could never do that. I can't even help myself. And um, Suzanne said, not right now, but when you're ready, because if I could get through the depths of my grief, I could help other parents. And indeed, that's what I'm doing now is trying to help as many parents um, as I can. I can't get over the grief, but I can learn to live live with it. And I would like to define Eamon by his life not by his transition. And I think everybody can do that. So I'm honoring Eamon's memory by trying to help other parents. Oh, that is so amazing because I, I identify with you so much and I always find something because my son Kyle was 29 as well when he transitioned. And it was also Suzanne Giesman who kind of, like I said, was first and Pierre who mentioned helping parents heal to, to me three years ago, but it was also Susan Giesman who, because of her 
active, she's so active with the group that got me looking back at Helping Parents Heal. So it was, there was that, and she's the one that gave me my reading with, with Kyle. So I, I heard your reading and mine started with Dr. Mark Pittstick at three months. And okay. I read his book, Soul Proof, which changed my entire view which led me to, it, he told me about Helping Parents Heal. He's one of the board members. And then which led me to Suzanne Giesman when I was researching him. So of course, I believe it was meant to be. It was this whole journey that led me there. And I always tell Suzanne Giesman that she's my angel. She saved me and she truly did. She's very humble and said, you know, it's spirit, but Suzanne saved me. Well, we, we share the same angel. <laughs> I think I think most of us here do. Yes, yes, she she's amazing. She's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, Amos and Kyle are together. They're the same age they're together yes. right now. I'm sure they're loving us all being yes. together. All our children are. Yes, they are. They're always with us. Well, Kyle has already said he's the co-host of this show. <laughs> he's very proud of what I'm doing. And I, I launched this show six months after Kyle's transition, and it was something in the middle of the night, spirit said, get up and do it. And I was just obedient, but thank you so much. Well, thank you for what thank you do too. Thank, thank you. Tracy, thank you so much. Now, Jason, now I got to meet you and you're a tech person. Like I can identify with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm told. Yes. I think it's a default position. Yes. I'm, I'm the default yes. tech guy. <laughs> yes, and also because of your wonderful expertise in technology, the the um, conference went off without a hitch. Well, I was not alone in that. There was a gentleman named Tony, and uh, he he truly was the was the captain of that ship. Um, if you saw a very large gentleman with white hair and a white goatee. And, and he was running there, running there, running there, running there. Um, he always wanted to be behind the scenes, didn't want to be um, – have anybody really know that he did anything? He did a lot. He was he was really on point. I was helping him, uh, you know, uh, and he uh, he was a blessing. I mean, just to get a chance – I talked to him on the phone, you know, about the, the conference and, the, you know, all the different technical specs. And then fi finally meeting him. Um, and that's one of the things I don't know, Caroline, if you found with the, with the conference that I loved was getting a chance to, to actually people that I either talked on the phone or saw on zoom to, to meet them. And, and I, I didn't realize Elizabeth was that tall. I surely didn't realize that Brian was that tall, you know, um, it was, it was, it was interesting for me, you know, um, and, and, and living in Louisiana, sometimes we have perceptions that are a little skewed and a little off about that type of thing. But, um, uh, it was it was an honor. I mean, I, I really feel fortunate that that uh, Elizabeth and Irene kind of took me under their wings and and said, "Come on, you know." And uh, and I really feel fortunate that um, I've always I've always been a servant of some sort. I've worked for the developmental disability community for for nearly twenty years, um, trying to help my daughter and other individuals in, in this state with um, disability related issues. So I've had a heart for servants, yes. service, and and a heart for giving. Yeah. And to be able to do that with Helping Parents Heal, I, I, I'm the one who, really, who truly feels honored that, that I have the, the I, was, I, I was chosen by spirit 
and accepted by Elizabeth on a really strange email that barely got through the email server. Um, and um, I'm, I'm very thankful. Oh, I, and I understand exactly how you feel. It is an honor to serve because I feel the same way. And I, I've been in, what's his name? Tony? Tony? Tony. Got, yeah, I've been in Tony's shoes for many years when I was, I was doing all the multimedia for churches in this area. It's a large church in this area. And I was in the, and I wanted to be, I wanted to be in the background. I was running around ooh, like a chicken with my head going off, putting out <laughs> fires here, putting out fires here. This is so I, I know exactly, but it is like you said, it is such an honor to serve. It really is. Thank you. Now, please, Jason, please share your story with your child. That's awesome. Well, my, my story is, a, it's, it's, I think all of our stories are a little unique. Um, I'll, I'll condense it down to the elevator speech. Um, I was raised in, in a, a, a very conservative um, area of Louisiana. Most of Louisiana is conservative by nature. Um, and what I experienced was outside the realm of that, the comfort zone within those confines of conservatism. Uh, my, my daughter Bailey, was um, she had a rare neurological disorder called uh, pontocerebellar hypoplasia type 2. She had five different types of seizures. One, um, ultimately, that, uh, that um, called her home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a single dad at that time, and she and I were blazing a storm um, with the developmental disability community and, and getting some rights established. And um, October 1st, 2014, at 1045 a.m., she, uh, she stepped through the door, and she went from life to life. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I got to be her dad. You know, I, she taught me so much. I think our, all our kids really teach us more than we realize. If we, if we look back at where we've come from, you see the path that was not really of our own doing, but of our kids. And on, so, you know, Bailey, uh, a couple of years I had married after Bailey passed. And, uh, one night, knocking around two, two years, it was August of 2017, the beginning of August of 2017. I've been questioning a lot of things about what I believed. Um, I was like, okay, Bailey, I hear all this stuff about you're still here and all that kind of whatever. Okay. If you're here, prove it. If you're prove it. Well, I did it enough, and, and I didn't really realize what had happened in hindsight. At 1.30, in the middle of the night, it's like one of those movie moments where you sit up in bed, you see the, the person sit up in bed, would you stop looking for me? I'm right here. As audibly, I look at my wife, she's asleep, the cat's not moving, pitch, pitch dark, and I'm, just, I'm sitting up in bed, and I'm like looking around. I can't see anything because it's really dark anyway. So I lay back to sleep. Next morning, my wife and I are having coffee, and uh, I tell her, and she goes, hmm. Now, my wife is an empath. She's very spiritual. And um, so the next night, these glasses were on my bedside table, and I hear a noise, and it's my, my glasses hit the floor. My wife is in, still in slumber. You knocked off your glasses. Pick them up before you step on them. It's like, how do you knock off my glasses? 3.30 in the morning. I look at my phone. It's 3.30 in the morning. So I, I bend over to feel around for the glasses. They're not there. So I get my flashlight on my phone and I'm looking and I can't find my glasses. And being the guy that I am, as most guys are, I measured the next morning that six feet down and one feet under our king size bed, that's where my glasses were. Wow. Now my bedside table is right here, right next to my bed. Wow. 
So that next morning, you know, I, I didn't really think too much. I didn't put two and two together. But it was at 3.30 in the morning, so I'm having coffee with my wife the next morning. And she goes, what was up with your, you knocked your glasses off. Did you get them? I said, yeah, well, yeah, I got them on, you know, my, my, my face. I said, it was the weirdest thing where they were. She goes, well, where, where were they? I said, at the foot, a foot under the foot of our bed. She goes, what time did this happen? I said, interestingly enough, it was 3.30 for some reason. She goes, what? I was like, yeah, 3.30. She goes, okay, I got a confession. I said, what? She goes, well, I said, okay, Bailey, if it's really you, do something for your dad at 3.30 in the morning. Wow. And she did. She did. And then I started having these really cool dreams. I started having these really cool things happen up, happen. And then I contacted Elizabeth. I said, Elizabeth, there's something going on and I don't really understand it. I need to talk to somebody. So she said, there's a gentleman named Ernie Jackson. He is on our board. Let me let you talk to him. And I talked to Ernie and he goes, Oh brother, brother, brother. That's just, that seems to be his favorite thing to say. And uh, he was loving and encouraging me. He goes, listen, we have an online, um, on the Facebook online group for Helping Parents Heal, there's a man named Dr. Mark Pistick is going to do a facilitated after-death communication. Mm-hmm. I want you, you, I really want you to do it. I think you should do it. And I did it, and I met my daughter again. Wow. And it was the most beautiful. I'm still getting chills about it. Um, and that's where everything started exploding and this unfoldment of spirituality in my life. And I couldn't shut her up. She was nonverbal when she was here. She was developmentally. She was a six-month-old, still in diapers, feeding tubes, oxygen, all of that. And now, all of a sudden, I have this amazing relationship that had so much physicality to it, but it was very spiritual. So, um, ever since then, it's just been a roller coaster, you know. And it's it's wow. been an amazing, amazing journey. Oh my God! It's just it gives. <laughs> I love, it gives me just ooh, chills just thinking about it because it is so true. I mean, it's it's hard to explain to parents that haven't experienced this, but we've all here experienced a relationship, a physical one too, mm-hmm. with our children that are in spirit. And that is, is, is so amazing. It's so amazing. Thank you, Jason, for sharing that. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And uh, I'd like to bring in Christine Silva. Christine and I, became, we were buddies that Sunday. We were like, like uh, stuck together like glue. We had a great time sitting by the pool and chatting. And then we went to the party and we were chatting up a storm. Christine, please, please share with our listener who you are and your journey and how you also um, got involved with Helping Parents Heal. Hi, everybody, and thank you, Caroline. It was so nice to meet you. We did have such a good time, and um, I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. Um, and the conference was amazing. Uh, everyone did such a great job, and my experience was incredible, just meeting so many different parents and um, connecting with people and hearing the speakers. I'm still kind of floating from it all. Um, but my my journey actually began um, when my son passed over in January of 2014. And he was away at college and he was in a car accident. We got the knock on the door in the middle of the night. And um, we ended up, he was at um, Chico State, which was like seven hours away from us. So we had gone up there to take care of business and we were packing up his room and we found a letter in his desk that he had written to me and never mailed. 
um, it was sealed envelope and um, I opened it or actually my nieces found it and opened it and brought it to me and in the letter he was he expressed his thanks and for everything my husband and I had done for him um, his education his love for us and it was like a miracle for my heart just to to get this message, I call it my letter from heaven. And I knew at that point that he wasn't gone and that he wanted to continue communicating with me. But I didn't really know anything about afterlife communication. And, um, but that became my mission. I just wanted to learn everything I could about how I could connect with him and you know, just learn to have a continuing relationship with him. Um, so I attended uh, the afterlife conference. Um, I was about five months into my journey and I met a lot of people there from helping parents heal. And I learned so much about um, communicating with my son. I learned how to use a pendulum and my son was always really good about giving me signs and um, messages. And it just brought me so much comfort. But it took me a while to be ready to lead a group. Um, and so uh, I, I guess it was after the experience of several of my neighbors also lost their son's transition. These were friends of my son's. Um, and it was after that experience in two separate incidents where I just felt like I needed to reach out to other parents and share my experience and let them know what I had been learning. Um, so last summer, um, I started the Ventura County um, group, and so we've been going about 10 months now, and it's been a great experience for me, and I think it's been healing for me. I feel my son is still very involved in my life and is, is my guide. He brings me speakers and um, ideas about what to do at the meetings and helps, I think, gather people to come to the meetings, and um, I'm just so thankful that he's still involved in my life and that I still have a relationship with him. So, and I'm very thankful for this group because it's really helped me a lot and I just want to be able to help other people too. Yes, so true. That is so true. Like I said, I am so glad that I've gotten involved with helping parents here. And I'm so glad that um, I'm in the Poconos in, in Pennsylvania and I've gotten, since I've been affiliate leader, I haven't had a meeting yet, but I plan to have a meeting this summer. Um, and I think I'm going to have quite a few parents from Philadelphia area, which is two miles away, which is great. So I am um, just, I'm so excited to meet more parents and, and just share this message. And like I said, I think I mentioned this before the sh we started um, taping. Um, the thing I love about Helping Parents Heal is it's not just helping parents. It's helping people that have anyone on the other side that they're really struggling to move on with their life because either their husband or their mom or their dad or their, their best friend, you know, is on the other side. And so what, what helping parents feel translates not just to parents, but to anyone with a loved one on the other side to let them know that loved one's not gone. Love never dies. It never goes away. It's always right there with you. That's so, such an important message. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Christina. Yes, you and I, we're going to get together and have some fun together. Sounds good. <laughs> Real good. good. <laughs> awesome. 
Brian and Ty Smith. So I think I want to bring Brian, if you can come in or um, are, do you both want to come in together as a couple or do you want to come in one at a time? It's up to you. I'll, let's start with Brian. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds fine. Macho man. <laughs> I just thought of that song. Macho, macho man. <laughs> okay. Brian, it was wonderful meeting you at the conference. Please yeah, it was great meeting you too. Please share your journey and how you got involved with helping parents. Oh, it's hard to know where to begin. It's a, it's a, I mean, we could go all day, I think, with all the synchronicities that we had in terms of getting involved with helping parents heal. But uh, Suzanne Giesman is a component of it. Uh, we met Tracy and uh, Beth West at a conference with Suzanne Geese with the put on a little bit over a year ago. Before that, someone had told me after Shane had passed, my daughter Shane was 15 when she passed away suddenly in 2015 in her sleep, uh, in her bedroom upstairs. Um, someone told me to reach out to Mark Ireland, and I had never heard of Mark, so I sent Mark an email. We started corresponding back and forth. Mark sent me uh, the books that he had written and really helped me out a lot. Uh, my wife Ty had planned, had planned a trip to uh, Phoenix, which we'd never been to Phoenix before and had a, a vacation plan there. Turned out that was really close to where Elizabeth Bassan is, who is the other co-founder of Helping Parents Heal. So we met Elizabeth for lunch and uh, we had a you know really great meeting with her. Ernie Jackson and his wife came and we decided to become affiliate leaders. So we started the group here in Cincinnati in May of 2016, I think it was, May of 2016. Um, so we ran that group for a while, and then that's when we met Tracy and Beth was after that at a conference with Suzanne Giesman and Mark Pittstick, who's also on the board of Helping Parents Heal. So we kept running into more and more people from Helping Parents Heal, and then Tracy got the idea to do uh, an online group, and that's why. So we're doing the online group now, which we started in May of last year, and we're up to about 3,000 people at this point. So um, we, we also, you know, another connection, Tracy and Beth and a bunch of us went to the AREI conference in Arizona last year at the exact same hotel that the Helping Parents Health Conference was at. And that was just an amazing experience. So uh, the synchronicities just keep continuing to roll and, and roll. So we feel like that Shane is definitely guiding us on this path and uh, really interested to see where it goes. Yes. I totally agree. It's a secret. It's, it is. And it is our children. Our children are with us every step of the way, guiding us to meet other parents and, and take, you know, taking us exactly where we are meant to be. But tell us a little bit more about your daughter. Um, Shana, as I said, was, uh, she was 15 when she, when she passed. She was um, obviously the light of our lives. Um, she was, uh, she played basketball from the time she was like in kindergarten until like eighth grade. Then she decided to switch to volleyball. And first year she ever played volleyball, I always said, you're probably not going to do that well. But she went out, made the, made the high school team, made the national team, went to uh, Florida for the nationals. That was the last week before she had passed away. Um, she was a great student. She was a leader uh, among her peers. All of her, all of the kids looked up to her. So um, she is, she's continued to make an impact. Um, one, of the, one of her best friends after Shana passed decided to start a scholarship fund in her honor. Uh, that's been going, this was the third year now we've given away a $1,000 scholarship to a senior at her high school. Uh, we do a walk in her name every year and all of her friends come out and they all wear you know, Shana t-shirts and uh, we had uh, 60 people participate on the team this year. So 
she she um, she was a force when, when I remember the day she was born. The nurses in the hospital said, "You got your hands full with this." And just the way she cried, you could tell. And I remember when she was two years old, I looked at her and I said, "I hope she uses her power for good and not for evil, because this kid is a force." Oh wow! So um, you know, when she passed, it was it was sudden. It was totally unexpected. She was completely healthy, um, and you know, obviously at the time, I thought, "Oh, this is the end." You know, this is, this is the end of our relationship. But uh, she's still going strong and, and never ceases to amaze me. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And Ty, come on in and, and, and share your experience. Yeah, I think for me, the, the biggest thing that I've realized since um, Shana, I like to say Shana graduated early. This would have been her uh, senior year, graduation year. But uh, I like to say she graduated early. But the biggest thing that it's uh, opened my eyes to is um, why am I really here? Because I was just kind of, I was born and raised Catholic and just never really looked into the afterlife or anything. And, you know, it just um, it just wasn't really something of interest to me, honestly, even though I lost grandparents and things, but it just wasn't something that I had ever really thought about. And then to have Shana... Uh, it was as if she just vanished. It just opened my eyes to this. This can't be it. You know, there has to be more. So um, it's really forced me to look at why am I here? And I've, I've discovered that, um, you know, one of my whys is helping with the helping parents heal. I've realized helping others is also helping me in turn. And so I'm, I'm really feeling empowered to do that. And then, um, the other is uh, keeping Shana's memory alive. I just, uh, I love um, coming up with ways to do that. As Brian mentioned, the walk, the scholarship. And I just recently got the okay from the uh, high school principal to create a remembrance garden uh, on the grounds of the high school. And it's not gonna be just, of course, for Shana, but I want to include all the parents that have uh, lost children from that school so that uh, you know, they will know that their kids are not forgotten because I think that's one of the biggest um, things that goes through my mind as we move through this journey is I don't want people to forget her. And so uh, having a group um, where we can, you know, talk about our kids and keep their memories alive, that's really been very helpful to me. So I, I encourage people to, to find their whys because uh, there is a reason that we're here. And I, I love the fact that I think all of our kids are bringing so many ideas and things into our, uh, into our mind. It's helping us uh, spread the word that loves really what it's all about. Wow. That is so beautiful. And I love, oh, I love all the things you're doing. The walk and the, the garden idea. That's such a great idea. That's so beautiful. Um, at one of the things, um, Your Soul's Plan is the book I was actually reading when um, Kyle's last um, month in this, in this realm, I was reading Your Soul's Plan. And when he transitioned, one of the things I, it was really, that brought me peace was I knew it was a soul agreement. I knew before my birth, he and I had made this soul agreement. He had chose me to be his mom. And this was a soul agreement that we were, we were living out our agreement. You know, we agreed to do this when we were in spirit. Remember mom? You know, like, and so like you said, it, it's helping us to find our why. We all mm -hmm. came here for a reason. And, and, that was that was part of our soul's plan 
And it, it's just, and we know, when we know that they're not gone. Yeah, they're not physically here. I can't fuss at Kyle to take out the garbage and clean up his room anymore. <laughs> but, but he's he's still right. Like you said, I know he's the co-host of the show. He's right here. <laughs> so and well, it's, all it's of our kids, all of our kids. Yes. Say, yes. It, it's interesting that you say that, that, you know, you think, um, you know, it's so planned because I, I do believe in that now too. And that's something I never thought about either. But um, we have another daughter, Kayla, who's 21 now. And Kayla and Shana told us many years ago that they remembered picking us when they were in heaven. Wow. And so, yeah, so that kind of comes back to me a lot that, yeah, they picked us. We chose We chose this plan. So, you know, this, this is, uh, we have to walk through this journey together. Yes, it's so true. And it, it does, to me, it brings a lot of peace. And just, it brings peace and joy. Because I know, mm -hmm. and because when he's in spirit, spirit, he's actually closer to me because he's with me all the time. When he was in the physical, he's 29 years old, living his life. Half the time, I didn't know where he was, you know, so <laughs> he's actually closer to me now. But it's all, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Brian and Ty. Thank you so much. And now, not, last but not least, Dawn Richards. We got the, we got the chat at the party. Yeah, we were drinking. What was I drinking? I think I was drinking. What? We were having margaritas. Yeah, mango margaritas, weren't they? <laughs> mango, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Dawn, please come and share your journey and how you discovered helping parents heal. Well, my son transitioned about a year and a half ago, um, a motorcycle accident. And this was my first experience with loss. I had lost grandparents, but they were all, you know, so close to their 100th birthday. They had been non-compass mentis for years and um you know my parents are still here i had never experienced loss before and prior to that i used to just say to my friends and my husband all the time i would say how is it that i am so fortunate you know to be born where i was i could be a woman born in afghanistan or in you know uganda you know, I could be a refugee somewhere. How is it that I've been so fortunate and what can I do to give back? I, I just always, I mean, I've always been involved in, in teaching, uh, you know, helping people that way, but I just felt like I should be doing more. And I thought about this on a daily basis. And then here was my first loss. My son and I were very close. He was um, an only child and I was a single parent for several years with him and we were very close and he was in a coma for a month and the first responder one of them wanted to see him in the trauma unit he never regained consciousness but he said that they had actually called out the death squad because they thought he was gone and then one of them noticed just the slightest spark of life and they reversed direction and went to the trauma unit. And he never regained consciousness, but after the first week he was doing so well, the trauma unit was ready to kick us out. They said, you need to go find a rehabilitation place for him. And so our hope was so high, and then almost overnight, 
things just crashed. So almost to the very day, one month later, um, we were presented with the option of letting him go. And uh, we donated his organs. And I, you know, to me, my life was just over. I honestly was existing only to wait until it was my turn, turn to go. And I felt like I was just wasting time here on earth to get one day closer to my death. And then um, I had just heard about helping parents heal. I had gone to a couple of support groups and they were so horribly depressing. Um, I just would leave feeling so much worse. Uh, and, and then two of the moms from there told me about helping parents heal. So I had gone to two of those meetings. And then um, one day I came home from a walk on the beach, which is, was my therapy. And there was a package on my doorstep from a friend of mine and our sons had grown up together in Honolulu. They were only three months apart. And at her Unity Church, Suzanne Giesman had come and given a talk. And my friend bought her video, Messages of Hope, and also had her sign the book, Messages of Hope, and it was just sitting there on my doorstep. And I read it, and it was, honestly, it was my first spear of hope that he could still be here with me. That was just, it was so eye-opening for me. I knew nothing about this before. That was the difference to me. That was the turning point. Then Suzanne mentioned in her book, Helping Parents Heal, she recommended them. And I thought, oh my gosh, I just started going to their meetings. And, and then I happened to meet a person who was a Reiki practitioner, and I had no idea she was a medium. I thought I was coming for a Reiki session. And she said, I've been waiting for you to call me. Your son has been talking to me. He said he would have picked no other mom but you. And he knew it was his time to go at the scene of the accident, but he knew how upset he would be. And so he stayed as long as he could. And she told me he was happy. And, I, you know, I, this was such a turnaround for me. But it, it really all started with Suzanne. Um, and then I went to my third Helping Parents Heal meeting to find out the chapter leader was retiring. And so the group said, would you consider being the leader? So I said, okay, I'm not sure why they asked because so many of them are five and seven and 10 years out. You know, they're much farther along on their journey than I am. But I said, yes, because I kind of felt like it's what I meant to do, that this is part of my mission. And it helps me helping them helps me. And so now I feel like this was all part of a plan. This was in the plan. My son was part of this plan. And now my plan is to discover my true purpose and spend the rest of my life doing that. And some of the things said at the conference, one of the things I heard was that the more evolved I am, the more it helps my son evolve too, where he is. So I feel like we're evolving together and helping parents heal is that bridge for me. I, I can't explain how phenomenal this is, how eye-opening it is, and how ins 
inspiring how incredible it was to be in that conference room with 500 other parents and we're all the same we're all shining light parents i it was it was phenomenal and i'm still kind of on a high from that yes oh my goodness yes i i'm still on the highway it was two three weeks ago i can't even remember but yes oh my god and your your story is just touching it's so so touching and and yes it is so true every everything yes it is uh, our children are right there with us helping us to and guiding us and it would and it's our our soul plans are working out perfectly it's so wonderful thank you Dawn. can i ask a question yes, of of course. i was wondering of course. of course you were saying that you went to two meetings that were not very happy i hope they weren't helping parent heal meetings i guess no, I wanted they were to not find... they were okay the, Suggested by my EMDR therapist, it was the Elizabeth okay. Hospice Support Group for Bereaved Parents. But the okay. difference... Well, I just was yeah. trying to, to, to determine if those <laughs> were the meetings that were sad, and then you had Suzanne Giesman, or if it was just that... Um, no, it, it was, it was a different a, type of... For bereaved parents run through the Elizabeth Hospice, and it's supposed to be the most progressive group for bereaved parents but it was basically everyone sharing their story every time and people talking about how depressed they were and that was it, it was like okay the end we're all depressed now now we're going home yeah there was no message of hope in terms of they're still here there's they're still with us and we can connect with them there was none of that yes i think that's one of the one of the running themes with helping parents heal Yes. is is i think a lot of people that are affiliates or in this path their path of of life after life with their child is they have experienced other groups that didn't provide the hope that they needed at that time i was the same way and my wife was like why don't we just do something ourselves so we did we started something and then um nicole riley mentioned helping parents heal and that's how i got it. so I, I think that what Dawn is saying resonates I, as well as what Elizabeth is saying. I mean, the, the organization is based off its hope. I mean, when we did our first pre helping parents heal, that was the focus was that, okay, we're going to talk. What's one good thing that you remember about your child? And I, and when I, when I came up with that question, I was thinking that's not what I experienced in the last groups that I had participated in. And um, the, the focal point of hope that there is no death, that this is life after life, is the beauty of helping parents heal. And I, I mean, I'm thankful for Elizabeth for for uh, for responding back to my, uh, this email from this guy from Louisiana. <laughs> yes, I was. I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, uh, Elizabeth, I did hear that in when Dawn was sharing her story, I heard that she was saying before she found Helping Parents Heal, she experienced those two meetings that left her sadder than when she went in. And I know that you had a similar experience, Elizabeth. That's what, what, what inspired you to co-found Helping Parents Heal. But I, I, I just want, yes. And that, and like I said, I first didn't even really engage with this group because I I thought breathe 
Nah, that's not me. But go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, I think that um, I think that all of us have had experiences with other groups, and I think that all groups serve a purpose. And maybe some of the other groups are better for the very new, newly bereaved, because um, it's hard for them to even conceive of how it would be possible and experience hope and to be joyful again. But at the same time, for me, I was I was on a path that I, I needed to know that we were going to survive. I needed to know that um, our kids are a part of this journey because I felt Morgan immediately. And I, I needed to be able to know that um, the connection that we feel was going to be a huge part of every meeting. And so as opposed to those other bereavement groups, I think that what we do differently, and, and we've already kind of expressed this, is that instead of talking about the moment that they passed over, over and over again, we talk about the signs and validations that we're getting from them every meeting. So um, we, we talk about the fun, uplifting things that are happening, as well as what Jason said, the memories that we have of them and the funny things that they did in life um, so that everybody leaves the meeting excited that they got to say something fun about their kids not not that last moment in their life that doesn't define their lives at all they they don't want to be remembered that way they want to be remembered from all of the other wonderful things that happened so and then all the things that are happening now because boy oh boy when we open our eyes we see that they are probably 99% for everything that we're doing right now they're the ones who are pushing us and are, who are helping us to move forward and do this with the help of all the other kids over there they're all really busy doing this yeah. <laughs> That that is so true. What you said. I've only been to one. I haven't. I am gonna Tracy. I'm gonna try to catch an online meeting. I, I promise. I've only been to one helping parents heal meeting, and that was at Sherry's Sherry Pearl in New York in mid December, just before the holidays. And I'm going again in June. She's having another meeting in June. But at, that was such an, a wonderful meeting. Um, all the parents, we all shared, you know, validations. We all shared stories of how we're still interacting with our children right here, right now. That interaction hasn't gone. And everyone there was a room full, I would say at least 15 people. And, and we were all sharing wonderful stories of how we are still interacting right here and now with our children. And everybody left feeling great. So I was like, that's when I decided, okay, I have to do this in the Poconos. <laughs> well, I think that the important thing to realize, too, is that we do have people who tear up and sometimes who cry, but a lot of times those tears are tears of joy instead of tears of sadness, and that's, that's the main thing. I, I realize that when I do cry now, sorry, that's my cuckoo clock, it's because of the fact that I'm so excited and happy about one of the signs that I hear coming through. I think that's Morgan. <laughs> I don't think it's your cuckoo clock. I think it's Morgan. He's like, I want to put my two cents in. <laughs> I, I also wanted to say, to me, one of the best things about Helping Parents Heal is they provide resources. 
And I think that's huge. It's not only with mediums, it's with healers, it's with um, grief specialists. Um, if you go to the website, there's a list of providers. Um, our online group, um, we're, we're a little bit different. We're in everybody, obviously, if they have an in-person group or not, we hold Zoom meetings online. So anybody can join. But what we do is we try and we do two meetings uh, per month and we try and provide resources, authors, mediums, healers, you know, um, anything that, you know, you can go back and you can watch the videos and it can help you because me personally, when I went to a group, um, it was a bereavement group and same thing, you know, it was the same story over and over, but with no resources to help me move forward. And I didn't want to stay stuck. So that's the big thing that I love is not only the support of all the parents and the children, but is having all these light workers um, that we can use to help us move forward. And and those we also, I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. resources that they provide are so amazing because they can be used for meetings for other parents who are affiliate leaders. So it's very easy to take those and, and use them. And I just want to say, Tracy, you're so funny because you always say it's two meetings a month, but they do so much more than two meetings a month. I, I would say there's probably six meetings a month from what I can count at least. So um, I don't think there's a week that goes by that there isn't at least one meeting. And all of those are on their website which is fabulous for anyone who's starting up an affiliate and who might not have a guest speaker and who can actually use these in those meetings. So it's a wonderful resource, Tracy, and Brian and Ty and, and yeah. Beth as well. What, like Brian has done a book club where we have, you know, we read a book and then we discuss it. We've done just impromptu meetings where, you know, parents can, just talk and meet each other but you're right elizabeth we we feel like you can never have enough resources and as brian would say to me reinforcement reinforcement because that's what helps me so yes. i think it helps a lot of people as well we also have two things i'm sorry we have two also have two other resources on on the website is the caring listeners and we also have helping um help helping siblings where it's specifically for brothers and sisters um, to, to connect with each other, uh, caring listeners. I'm, I'm sorry, I cut in. Irene, if, if, if you wanted to. No, I just wanted to say, and yes, thank you again to the online group, but Tracy talking about resources, because for me, trauma was a part of my journey with, with Carly's illness. And I think trauma is very overlooked in grief. And I, for myself, I wasn't able to heal until I dealt with the trauma. And um, we've had, they've had some great speakers that have talked about that. I mean, I think David Kessler was just amazing how he talked about grief. Um, and it isn't, it isn't just about mediums. Um, my sister is a trauma therapist and works with uh, EMDR, eye movement desensitizing and reprocessing, which helps a lot of parents in grief. So I've had, we've had a lot of comments from people saying, well, I believe, and I know my child is okay, but... I can't help doing that moment over and over again. And a lot of people have gotten help through the resources that we've provided and it's made a big difference for them. Yes, so true. And I, I love what Elizabeth said about the crying too, because there's nothing wrong with crying. 
um, I, I, I'm a big um, believer that we have to feel, you have to feel what you feel. And if you feel like crying, because I just did it yesterday morning, <laughs> I had a really good cry yesterday morning, and I felt wonderful afterwards. <laughs> it's like, okay, I needed that. It was a cleansing. It was a soul cleansing cry. And that's, that's, oh, I don't want people to think, okay, um, they're so happy. Oh, if I cry, there's something wrong with me. No, it is, it's, you have to do whatever you, what feel you feel like doing. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like screaming, scream, let it out. Don't hold it in, let it out. And, yeah. and it, it's, it's refreshing and cleansing. Yes. You know, uh, I had one of the first, um, counselors or whatever that I had gone to, he said something that's really stuck with me. And I've said this to a few people about crying. And he's like, you know, I honor your tears because it shows me that you, you've loved and you, you know, you've lost or whatever. So he's like, you should always honor your tears. So I, that's really stuck in my mind. And I, I've said that to several people since then. So I don't care when I, I, I just, when I talk about Shana, sometimes the emotions will come and I will cry and I just get out my tissue and dab and continue with my story because I'm like, you know, I, I, I love her. And so uh, sometimes it brings up the tears and I'm like, sometimes my eyes leak. So sorry. <laughs> But you know, actually, in the in the early stages of grief, a lot of times people aren't aren't able to cry too. That's and true. I think that you know that's something that always is evident at meetings when you have newer parents. And I think that the day that they do start letting it out and talking about their kids and being able to cry, even if it isn't happy tears in the very beginning, but being able to just talk about how much they love their child. And um, it's, it's a very healing and cathartic kind of experience. So definitely, tears are, tears are a huge part of the healing part of our journey. But as I say, I think that for the most part in our meetings, as we, as we move forward, Yes. It's wonderful because we do have more happy tears than sad tears, but any tears are, are yes. wonderful. So, yes, yes. And I, I always like to let people know of one of my messages is wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your journey, it's exactly where you're supposed to be. Because it's all about just taking each now moment and growing from that, you know, just, okay. So it, it's all, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. Wow. This is so, I always, I always say, I don't need to do drugs because just doing this show is my high. <laughs> I get a high doing the show and just sharing. But I, I found out that I need to now find out the list of the board members because I know now I sound like I, I have to have some of the board members on the show. One that I heard mentioned a couple of times. I forget the name. I'm bad with names. I'm sorry. Ernie well, Jackson. Ernie needs to be on here with his wife, Christine. She's a, they're both amazing. And okay. they're probably some of the most healing people that you could ever be around. But as Jason said, they were a huge part of his journey. I know that for Brian and Ty as well, because of the fact that they met them, immediately when they came to Phoenix and uh, it was wonderful for me to be able to meet them but I think that what really convinced them was 
meeting Ernie and Christine, right? <laughs> because they're, they're just such wonderful people. And um, I, I do believe that um, they, they are a huge and integral part of helping parents heal. They don't have possibility to start an affiliate because they go back and forth between Colorado and the Phoenix area. But mm -hmm. one of these days, hopefully yes. they will. And we and also, also, Tracy, yeah, I was going to say, Tracy, you mentioned Dr. Mark Pitstick. Yes, Mark Pitstick, yeah. Yeah, he is not a bereaved parent okay. or signing light parent, but he donates so much of his time. To me, he's sort of a very expert on the clinical side of more than the emotional side, I think mm -hmm. I would say. He wrote a wonderful book called Soul Proof. Um, I've read that several times and I recommend you know that. Um, it's a wonderful book. Um, and I will say Ernie's always the shiny light. He recently just made a mention of something to me that it's just the way his words, they just make you feel so good. He's one of those um, parents that can, he's also, we've started having male caring listeners. Okay. Um, he's okay. a caring listener. Brian's a caring listener. Ty, she's a, a caring listener. I'm a caring listener. They're, they're on um, the website. Okay. And the caring listeners are basically parents who will donate their time to help mostly just listen and encourage. Yes. So I encourage everyone if they're having a hard day, you know, people can reach out, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, we have people from all over the world and not get a text, you know, I can't sleep and they just like to know that someone's there to answer them. That's perfect. That's that they understand. Yes, that's a wonderful research source. I just I just heard about caring listeners when at the conference when we were in the affiliate leader meeting, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. That is um, that's a wonderful resource. And also, I I have to send this recording to Suzanne Giesman. Suzanne has been my guest three times, and we've all been touched by her. So I just like, Suzanne, you know, just to, to know that your work is totally touching everybody is, is amazing. This is so- Suzanne will always say, when, when I always thank her, and she'll say, it's the ripple effect. It's the ripple effect of hope. Spread the word. And I think that's what all of us are doing, is we're spreading the hope. We're spreading the ripple effect. And, you know, I think most of us attribute it to her, but yes. there's many, there's many other that help us through as well. This is true. This is true. Um, Elizabeth, can you share, share with our listeners exactly how they can find you, the different websites, different, where everybody that is listening to the show, they want to learn more, where can they go? You're on mute. Okay, I'm, I'm unmuted. Okay. Um, first of all, we have a wonderful website that's actually taken care of by Jason Durham. So uh, that website is www.helpingparentsheal.org. That website has all of our different affiliate groups, as well as the caring listeners, as well as our recommended providers, as well as information about the group itself. And it has a tribute page for all of the kids who have been entered. So we celebrate them on their birthdays and on their, their angel dates. 
And you can also sign up for the newsletter on that page, and all of the newsletters are archived um, on the page. So there's a newsletter tab there. Uh, we also have our Facebook groups, and we have several Facebook groups. We have one now for the Poconos. We have one for the online group, which is our biggest uh, affiliate group because they hold these meetings and they are able to have people come from all over the world to attend those online meetings, which is wonderful. And they have lots and lots of resources for all of the other groups on there. We have the main Facebook page, which is where I post the angel dates and the birthdays of all of the children. And then there's a little bit of conversation on there as well. Most of the conversation has moved over to the online group because they uh, have a lot of activities going on and it's not all about the birthdays and angel dates there. I keep all of the events posted on the MAGE page. They have all of their specific um, online group meetings on their online page. But then there's also, um, there's affiliate groups throughout the country that have their own specific uh, Facebook pages. Jason's uh, wonderful about creating the banners for each of those affiliate groups. Um, so, oh, and on the, um, on the website, we also have a page for the caring listeners. So you can go on there and find out their phone number, their email address, so that you can get in touch with them directly. Um, one of the things now that's going to be a resource as we move forward is that at the bottom of every page on the website, we're going to have upcoming information about our conference in 2020 that Irene is diligently planning with Jason and myself. And um, that's very exciting as well. So everyone should be checking back to see what's happening with that. And um, I'm trying to think of the other resources that we need to talk about. Can anyone else think of things that I was going to ask Tracy to share the website for the online group because there's a uh, we're helping parents heal online group and then the main page is helping parents heal so it's helping parents heal and helping parents heal online group Elizabeth I think it would uh, help a little bit because I don't I, I can about the helping siblings heal, heal. Yes, the Helping Siblings Heal is run by um, Anna Buckmaster, who's in London, and it's the same kind of Facebook group. It actually has a link on our website as well, um, but it's only for siblings, and they did it so that I, I'm not a member. None of the, the parents are members because siblings talk about things that are different than what we talk about. And sometimes they probably like to say, oh my gosh, my parents are crazy. We need to figure out a way to deal with these people. And so it's nice for them to have a safe place for them to, to talk between them. So that's, that is a Facebook page that can be joined. And as I say, Anna Buckmaster is the one who's uh, running that. So hopefully siblings can do that as well. Thanks, Tracy. That's good to know because I can share that with my daughter. Um, she's, she's my oldest, so she was older than Kyle, but I can share that with my daughter. Great. And she would love to go on there and say, my mom is really crazy. <laughs> that would be my daughter. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. This is this. I can't believe the time has flown. And I just, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I had such a wonderful time at the convention. I had a conference and, and meeting everybody in person. I can't wait. I hope I don't have to wait to 2020 to see you guys. Oh, I won't because I'll be in Phoenix again, afterlife um, symposium. Uh, September, so good. I won't have to wait that long to see you guys because I hope you all are there. Oh my goodness! Um, I would like everybody. Can I, can I say? Yes, one, I, was, one I was going to invite everybody. There's another. Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was going to invite everybody to to share their final words um, before we we sign off. But you go first, Elizabeth. Just very quickly, I forgot to say that at the, uh, the conference, we had a wonderful gentleman who was, uh, he recorded all of the keynote addresses, which are kind of wonderful to be able to use for your own, for affiliate groups as well. Um, it's streamingforthesoul.com. So if people are still interested in purchasing that, if you were at the conference, it's $29 uh, to be able to get all of those four keynote uh, addresses. Um, and those are a nice resource as well. And I'm sorry I, um, I broke in, but I'll mute myself. That's okay. It's fine. No, I'd like everybody to share their final thoughts. Let's. Uh, so, um, Elizabeth, have, are you complete? Like, oh, we do that at meetings. You are. You're complete. Okay. Irene, I'd like you to hey. share some final thoughts. Yeah, I think, you know, for everyone that's out there that's listening to just know that you're not alone. You know that there are other people that have gone through it that have walked down this road and you can reach out to so many people. I have made the best friends that I never realized I could, I could meet such wonderful people and know that I can call on any of them any time of the day or night. Um, and that's what I really wanted people at the conference to feel. And the, the comments we're getting are fabulous. One couple, and I've been speaking to a lot of the moms, we have so many new groups that are starting up. And one of the moms said, I came home and my friends were like, wow, what happened to you? And they kept questioning her. And somebody said like, did you join a cult? <laughs> and, no, we're not a cult. We're just, you know, we're just a, a group of people that know that, um, our children aren't walking this earth any longer, but they're still alive. And it's learning to have a new relationship with our kids. And it's one that just doesn't involve their physical body, but they're still here. You know, my whole belief system changed when Carly transitioned. Um, I love what Suzanne Giesman says, a belief system, it's BS. You know, I was raised Catholic as well, and I thought death was the end, and it's not, you know? and. Yeah, I miss her. I miss her yelling at me. I miss talking on the phone with her. I miss so many things, but she's here. You know, a quick story, when I was leaving for the conference and I was packing and I was, you know, picking out outfits and getting things together and I went to get a new a pocketbook to take because I didn't want to take the one that I was using and I had this bin and I reached in and I got it. And there was a penny in the pocketbook and, and the bottom of this bin and I said, oh, that's cool. And then my sister always says, no, it's not just a penny look at the year. And there was this penny that was 1988, the year Carly was born. I mean, how cool is that? So I just said, thank you. You know, I know you're here and I know you're going to be there. And um, it's, it's just changed my life. Helping Parents Heal truly has changed my life. And I just want to be able to let other people experience that as well. So that's what I'm trying to do. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's so true. We all have a symbol. Now, I have a, a very unique symbol that I know is Kyle. And I ran, I had to run errands quickly earlier today. And that symbol was staring me in the face three times. It's, it is um, an envoy, I want to say envoy G, a black envoy GMC car. Because that's, Kyle purchased one of those three months before he went into the hospital. So he only got, he loved that car and he only got to drive it a few times. And in my last reading with Colleen, who is a student of, of Suzanne, Kyle told me he's driving that car now. And that car, that same color, same mate, not same year, it was newer. He had an older one. These were newer ones that I parked by one earlier today. I was going to the bank, one was passing me. I mean, and every time I see those cars, it's like, I, Kyle, I know you're with me. And three times today, those cars passed me. So I'm like, okay, Kyle, I know you're with me. <laughs> you know? So we all have those symbols, like for Suzanne Giesman, it's the, it's the yellow butterfly. So yeah, that is amazing. Tracy, do you, can, can you share your final thoughts with us? Um. I, I think my final thought is I never thought I could make this road. And my one daughter said to me um, early on, Eamon's uh, transitioned. It's been just a little bit over two years. And my daughter said to me, when I lost my brother, I lost my mother too. And that really sparked something into me. in me. Then I also decided at that time I needed to find resources to make me better so I could be better for everyone else. And I also decided that I couldn't define my son by his going home. I needed to define Eamon by his life and everything he gave. And my life is now to honor Eamon by helping others. And look at these shiny my parents on here. If we can do it, I want to say everyone can do it because so many times people will post, I can't do this anymore. Take it moment by moment, reach out for support. You know, like Irene said, you know, now my best friends are bereaved, well, shining light parents, sorry, I have to change my vocabulary. And find yeah. your support system. And the other thing is, this is a hard one, find your why. My why is honoring Amen by trying to help uh, parents and spreading love. That's my why. And I know that's a hard thing to do is find your why, but you can find your why. And whatever you do to help is going to honor your child, honor yourself, and help the world all together. So, so true. So beautiful. So, so true. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. And Jason, yes, please share your final thoughts with us. Well, one, one thing I have to say, I think I've got 2021 for New Orleans for the next conference. I've already put okay. in for New Orleans. I said the big easy. The big easy. Poconos, 22. <laughs> There's a lot to do like, in New Orleans. I like even, I like even numbers. So 22. Okay. 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 You know, I, um, I kind of, Having served people before Bailey's transition, you know, I remember speaking with a counselor with like, okay, this is Jason before, and this is why Bailey was still physically here. 
this is Jason before Bailey. What is Jason going to be like after? And I never really thought about that because I never focused on that. But every day of Bailey's life, I expected her to not make it that day. So when you live 20 years, 21 years like that, my whole life was service. It was either service to her or service of helping other people. And I knew that I had to continue serving people. And just as my daughter provided ample opportunities when she was here, she continues to provide ample opportunities. And I think that's one of the things that's gotten, um, gotten me, given me the ability to, to take each day step, you know, each day at a, at a time and each step just focusing on that next step. And, you know, through helping parents heal, um, I found, I've, I found the opportunities to serve other people and I, and to continue to honor my daughter's name. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of like all of our calling as parents that have had children that have transitioned is, is how do we continue to honor our children by continuing to tell their story of who they were when they were here, acknowledge and recognize when they're still here with us. And um, I, I just, I, I think helping parents heal, I'm a big believer in synchronicity and that there are no accidents. And I have no doubt that when my daughter woke me up and then I communicated with Elizabeth and I communicated with Ernie and Mark Pitstick, that the synchronicities and that path was already there. So I'm very fortunate to, uh, to have been able to, to work with helping parents heal. And I highly um, recommend anybody going to the online group uh, you can be as anonymous as you need to be. Um, you can speak your heart, speak your mind, where you're at. We've all experienced some point of the path that you're on. Everybody's path is different, but it's we're part of this club no one wants to be with, but just be encouraged to know that, that um, our kids are still right here. We're here with you. We want to love on you and we want to serve you. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. And you know what, Jason? I want to go to New Orleans, so I have no problem with it being in New York, New Orleans for 20. I've never been. Oh, I want to go to New Orleans just to eat, go to the conference and eat. Okay. So. There's a lot. We, if it moves or swims, we fry it and cook it. <laughs> well, I will be there. I will be there with Belza. So I have no problem. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys, there's just, uh, you keep my heart as full. Christine, can you come in and share your final thoughts with us, please? You know, I just wanted to mention and thank everybody on this group here today because um, I just wanted to share what I've learned so much from helping parents heal is that we can learn to live with this pain and this deep sadness and trauma that we've gone through and we can learn to heal and um, life can be wonderful again and you've all shared your experiences and really inspired me and you know and i'm finding joy again and it's amazing and i never thought that would happen and i know my son is guiding me and all of our kids are guiding us and if we can follow that guidance you know we have these amazing moments of collateral beauty in our life and um, i just want you to know that i appreciate you know what you've all shared and um, been such an inspiration for me and thanks for including me today and um, i'm honored to be part of this group so thank you Thank you. Thank you so much. You're my new buddy. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, can you come in and share your, your final thoughts with us? 
Um, sure. Just real quick, I think uh, for me, joining Helping Parents Heal, it's like it's like joining a family. Um, I mean, we have people. Most of us believe in soul planning and soul groups. Uh, so soul planning means that we believe that we plan our lives out. Soul groups means there are people that we go through this again and again with. And the people that, that I've met in this group are just as close to me as a family that I was born into that I'm bound to by blood. So um, I just want to say that it's, it's a really great organization to be a part of. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ty. Yes, I would, uh, my final words would be just if you, you know, if you're on this journey, just don't journey it alone. I mean, this, this is a group that uh, we welcome each and every person and uh, just come into our space, our place, and, uh, and let's all just continue to heal together. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much, uh, Caroline, for uh, providing this um, platform today for us to help spread the word too. Thank you so thank much. You. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I guess it is just like uh, uh, Tracy was saying, finding your why. And yes. six, six months after Kyle transitioned, this became my why, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just, and it's, it's brought me nothing but joy. And, mm -hmm. and meeting, like you say, I think um, every, every um, guest I have has become a family member to me now. And so uh, helping parents heal is just adding, oh, exponentially to my family in this sense. Because honestly, this is my family. I, I've never had, I didn't come from a big family. Um, I, I was in the hospital with Kyle twice, two different occasions, weeks on weeks by myself. It was just me. So I, I, didn't, I didn't really have an outside network of family and friends. But now that I started the show, this is now my family. And, and it's just, my heart is full. Okay, now, not, last but not least, Dawn, please share your final thoughts. There are two things I'd really like to see happen. The first is I think that we need to spread the word of helping parents heal. You know, don't journey alone. We need to somehow get the word out to more people, and I'm talking globally, to get this word out. These are the messages of hope. So first, spread the word of helping parents heal. And second, I think we need a major, you can call it a cultural shift, you can call it a paradigm shift, whatever you want to call it, but the mental health field, I think, um, needs a change in the foundation of how they go about helping parents heal. Those who have not experienced the loss of a child themselves, I mean, I've been to EMDR therapy, that's very helpful, but I still think that we can do a lot more work in helping educate mental health professionals that losing a child is not equivalent to losing a sibling or a spouse or a parent. It's a completely different category and I think that there's a lot more work to be done there. Very true, very true. And um, like one of the, the name for this show, Awake to Oneness, came to me, everything came to me by spirit. And it's a, to me, it's an awakening. That's the word I like. And it, it, it's a global awakening. Awakening to the fact that our loved ones, our children are not gone. Awakening to 
who we truly are and awakening to our purpose, to our why, to why we're here. So it, 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 it's that awakening because um, from my perspective, perspective, it is internal. It's inside of us and we need to be inspired to go within it and bring it out because we go in and bring it out and share it with the world. That's the, that's the whole mission. Beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been so amazing. I don't even want to go. <laughs> but I, I just love, love, love all of you. I'm so glad I got to meet you all a few weeks ago in person. And, and I, I'll bring my step ladder next time to, so I can actually hug TV <laughs> Elizabeth. So I can hug Elizabeth. Like you say, on these Zoom calls, everybody's sitting down. Everybody's the same height. <laughs> Elizabeth, at least a foot, I think, more taller than I am, which is great. Like, well, and she wears heels. Okay. <laughs> but oh, I will get to see most of you, I hope, or if not all of you, um, in September. I hope to see all of you in September. Great. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much. I love you all. Thank Everybody you. unmute. Thank un you. Everybody Thank you unmute. So Wonderful. Bye. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Caroline. Thanks, everybody. Oh. Bye.